Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live.
sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Now God is worthy today. We are honoring him with the fruit of our lips, presenting our bodies to him. God, we greet each of you one more time in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. We thank God today for who he is and what he does, and God is just good. You know, as I was uh, praising God just a little while ago, the Lord began to, to, to speak in my spirit and let me to know that one of the most important things in fact, the most important thing, because I was listening to God while I was while I was singing praise. The most important thing that that you and I can communicate to succeeding generations, whether it be children as parents, whether it be 
uh, our congregations, as pastors, whether it be our generation at large, the most important thing that we can communicate to succeeding generations is the proper honor, reverence, respect for our creator. In other words, you can set people's lives on a path of blessing by showing them uh, how to properly reverence, respect, and honor their creator. You know, God, you know, you know I watched a uh, little movie last night, Church of God, um, called Lucy. And uh, it's about this girl. I, I wanted to see it a long time ago, but I, I didn't get a chance to see it. But able to watch it, watch it last night. This girl, some guys were trying to smuggle some drugs, and they put some some drug in her system that unlocked. Uh, it spilled. It started leaking in her in her body, and it began to unlock uh, her brain's potential. And uh, you know, she just just movie kind of crescendoed with her just being able to do so many things that uh, are normally impossible for humans, but because of this unlocked brain potential, uh, she was able to do so much more. Well, you know, the Lord is kind of dealing with me in regards to that uh, being very similar to what Salvation, proper positioning, proper relationship with God. You know, this was a man-made drug that was unlocking her brain potential. Well, God said, Robert, tell my people that not only will I unlock their brain potential, brain, you know, that's part of our soul. That's, that's you know, God says, I will unlock your spiritual potential. God says, I will unlock your physical potential. God will, when we could watch this, children of God, when we connect ourselves real, real strong, real, real tight with God, there is no aspect of the human being whose potential will not be unlocked. We are made up of spirit. We are made up of soul. We are made up of body. As we submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit, who is greater than any a uh, man-made drug like the movie had. That's this girl that had some man-made, some kind of man-made drug. That, that God's spirit, which is greater than any man-made drug, will unlock your potential, my potential as human beings. And God says, watch this now, not just for this life, Robert. God said, I'm not going to just unlock your potential for this life. God said, I'm going to unlock your potential for the age to come. I'm going to uh, unlock your potential for eternity. Uh, I encourage you, child of God. I, you know, Christianity, uh, among uh, many other things, is an unlocking of your potential as a human being, as a father, as a son, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a God will unlock supernatural gifts that he is giving stuff that you would never be able to do on your own. Through God, you'll find yourself doing it. Through God, you'll find yourself in places that you would have never been before. You'll find yourself seeing and understanding and comprehending. Through God, the Bible tells us all things are possible with God. God will enter you and take you into a realm of possibility that just in your natural self, you you never be able to you never be able to do this young woman Lucy in the movie 
just in and of her natural self, she was just a little, little girlfriend of some kind of some kind of little guy, little you know, just doing little. But once that her once that brain potential that that drug leaked in her system, it unlocked you know so much more. I mean, stuff that 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 she would have never been able to do, stuff she would have been afraid of. She wasn't even afraid of. I, I remember one scene in the movie. She was walking down the hall. All these guys had guns pointed at her. You know, other people that were with her were backing all up and afraid. She just, you know, made them stick to the seal and drop all their guns. Everybody just waved their hand. Ah, that stuff, no big deal. You said, Boston, what's driving that? That that was would, would give you fear, would terrify you outside of a relationship with God. That won't even, won't even, you, you won't even be afraid of that. Understand, in, in God, there's no fear. God has no fear. God said, well, what is there for me to be afraid of? You know, his spirit in us is never afraid. Now, we, we might panic. Our spirit, our soul, our perception of things might, but the spirit of God is never afraid. That's why the Bible tells us that perfect love casteth out all fear. The closer we get to God, the, 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 uh, the more we submit to him, you will see fear. As our faith increases, you will see our fear decreasing. We bless God today for another day. I know that God is blessing some of you under the sound of my voice on a very, very high side, and we, we thank God for all that he's doing for all of us. Um, one thing about the kingdom, God has got some special blessings in store for us. Uh, there are just certain times and seasons in our life when we line certain things up with the good, perfect, and pleasing will of God, that God will pour out some special blessings. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that uh, you will enter into your season of special blessings. We just finished, those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we just finished our, our, our last topic entitled what? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Praise God. Very important question that will uh, ultimately determine your destiny and your eternal resting place. Who was your daddy? Who was your spiritual father? We're going to move on to something the Lord gave us maybe about a month ago, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, all of what the Lord is going to show us through the topic, big investment, big return. Big investment, big return. We bless God today, uh, as we understand in the kingdom of God that the kingdom of God is a kingdom that is set up and is governed by principles, laws, or rules. It's a, it's a kingdom. You know, I don't care whether you were in the, uh, uh, what kingdom you are in, there are laws and rules that, that govern that kingdom. Um, now, as children of God, you and I, our citizenship is in heaven. Now, we are in the earth. Make no mistake about it. We're down here in the earth. But our names have been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Our citizenship is in heaven. It means that that's where we're really from, and that's where we're going back to. Now, I, have, I think about this so many times because I do a lot of traveling around the world. You know, I'd be all in Europe somewhere looking crazy. I'd be all in Africa somewhere. I'd be all in you know, some child, Middle East somewhere, I mean, you know, looking, looking real, real crazy. Well, what I got to remember 
is that even though I'm, I'm over there, my citizenship in the natural now is in the United States. So, you know, a lot of times uh, I will have to uh, learn the some of the laws, some of the do's and some of the don'ts of the particular place uh, that I'm in because it's, a, it's different from where I'm from. Well, you know, sure, there are some things in the earth we have to be, be mindful of. We are here, children of God. But understand that our citizenship is heaven. That's where we're from, and that is where we are going back to. Um, now, kingdom principles, uh, and that's what we're going to be looking at, capital A in our outline. Keep this in mind, that kingdom principles work no matter where you are. Just like there are certain, there are certain things uh, in, in that. Gravity works in the United States. Gravity works in China. Gravity works in uh, there's there's night and there's day in the United States. There's night and there's day in Nigeria. So, uh, you know, what we want to understand about kingdom principles, and that's going to be our number eight, our, our letter eight, kingdom principles work in heaven. They work in heaven. God says not only do kingdom principles work in heaven, kingdom principles work in the earth. Now, Kingdom principles. These principles. These are just laws and and rules of the kingdom. This is this is how uh, the kingdom operates. Now, uh, God says, what what my people need to do, Robert, is familiarize themselves with kingdom principles, and then begin to apply them. Then begin to uh, submit to kingdom principles. As you and I familiarize ourselves, learn of kingdom principles, and to begin to apply kingdom principles, you and I will begin to enter into and experience the abundant life that Christ came for you and I to have. Now, for many years as, as, an, as an athlete, I played basketball, football, hockey, baseball, all kinds of sports. And then as a, as a sports coach teacher, one of uh, my main responsibilities was to share with my students or my athletes not only the skills of the game, come on somebody, but the rules of the game. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you can you can dribble like uh, with the best of them. If you don't realize that you got to stay in bounds while you're dribbling, you're still gonna have a clown show. It doesn't matter if you can. You know, if you can, uh, whatever your skill is, it, that skill must be governed by the rules of the game. So it is when it comes down to the things of God. We have, as children of God, we have skills. God has given us skills. God has given us gifts, rather, so that you, that you can say the, the, the skills of Christians are the gifts, the talents, and the abilities that God has given to you and I. Well, even with these skills or these gifts, talents, abilities, they must be governed by the rules of the kingdom. All right, just as just as an athlete, I mean, you you, you might be able to uh, long jump thirty feet, but if you won't run down the runway and jump into the sand pit, you won't run down the uh, hundred meter uh, lane and 
and jump into the grass, well, see, we're gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna be able to, we're not gonna be able to use you because even with that.
All right, thanks. Uh, we are back. We had slight technical difficulties. So we're talking about understanding um, the kingdom, understanding the kingdom, how it works, you know, understanding the rules of the kingdom uh, that we might get the, the best benefit out of it. We're talking about big investment, big return. Now, we're going to take a look at, and we said capital A in our outline, kingdom principles, and we want to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, very familiar scripture from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, Jesus said, but seek first his kingdom, or seek first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, and all these things, all these, keep in mind, all these things, because the Lord is really dealing with me on that right now, uh, will be given to you, or added to you in the King James, but given to you as well. Capital A, Kingdom Principles. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Father, thank you. Another beautiful day. Thank you, Father, for life, for health, for strength. Thank you, Father, for a mind to praise you, a heart to worship you. You told us in your word that uh, true worshipers should worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, we come before you this morning in spirit and in truth, not for any form or fashion, any tradition of men, any custom of men, the noble show. Father, we want to uh, hear from you. You said to us in your word that if any man lacks wisdom, that we should ask you that you give liberally to all without finding fault, and it shall be given unto us. You told us that when we ask, we must believe and not doubt. Because doubt is like a wave of the sea, tossed and blown by the wind. That man, that woman should not think they will receive anything from the Lord. You said that they're a double-minded man, unstable in everything they do. Father, we're not asking with a double-minded today. We are asking with forthright assurity as your sons, as your daughters, believing and taking by faith that you are going to do it for us. You're going to give us what we ask for. We need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your understanding. In this day, time of many false prophets, false apostles, false teachers, false Christ, you told us they would come, that they would deceive many. But Father, we want to hear from you today that we may not only know the path of righteousness, but that we may stay on the path of righteousness. Again, Father, forgive us of our sins, which we have committed, sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. We ask, Father, that you'll continue to lead and guide us in your path of righteousness for your namesake. We trust, Father, you're going to do these things for us as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say amen. Kingdom principles. Kingdom principles. Now, Kingdom is normally ruled by a monarch. It's monarchy. 
ruled by a king or a queen. Well, we need to understand, children of God, that even though we live in what many call a democratic society, a republic, whatever, we, our citizenship is in a monarchy. Now, uh, many of our forefathers in this great country broke away from the idea of a monarchy. Now, God says, Robert, it's important to understand that, that a monarchy in and of itself is not bad. God's kingdom is a monarchy. God's king is not a democratic God's kingdom is not a democratic kingdom. It's not where we got votes and we got God's kingdom is a monarchy. God says, I'm the king. King of kings and what? Lord of lords. God says, I'm running things. That's it. Now, the difference is that in, in some man made or some human monarchies, if you choose not, yeah, they, they, you know, one of the things that they, they end up getting corrupt, individuals uh, end up abusing power. God says that Robert tell my people I never abuse my power. Some of my servants might because they are men. But God says I'm not a man that I should lie. God says I'm not a man, nor am I the son of man that I should repent. God never gets corrupted. Now, you say apostle, does that mean the preachers and apostles and bishops? Nah, they, 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 they don't get corrupted. No, didn't say that. Sometimes we can. Sometimes we do. Why? Because we have not only God in us, we have this sinful nature in us. And when we don't listen to the God in us, it should not take a whole lot of trying to figure out what we do listen to. It's called the sinful nature in us. But... I want to encourage you. And see, see, God said, Robert, this is why you got to preach Christ and him crucified. You know, preach Christ. Apostle Paul talked about preaching Christ. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What Paul had sense enough to realize is that he didn't always follow Christ. Paul said, look, I'm not asking you to follow me in that. Don't follow me in my sin. Don't follow me in my weakness. Don't fo follow me in as I follow Christ. Now, Paul said, now, now, now you're doing some, some good following. So uh, what we understand then, children of God, is that the God that we preach is perfect. The men that preach him are not. Let's keep that in mind. The God that we preach, children of God, is perfect. The men and women that preach him are not. Now, Kingdom principles. So, so, so uh, these principles work. The principles of the kingdom of God, they work. As you and I apply them, you're going to see the benefit. Listen, I don't care whether you are uh, in shape or whether you are 100 pounds overweight. Exercise will work. You get the right exercise going for the right amount of time, right? It will work. It will work. I don't care whether you're black or whether you're white. Exercise will work in getting your body in shape. I don't care whether you're young or whether you're old. 
exercise will work. Well, we understand that there are there are certain things that just uh, work for whoever um, puts it into practice. Well, the Word of God works. Whoever puts it into practice, kingdom principles. All right, so Jesus said, "Look." Now, one of the first things that must be understood about kingdom principles is one of the first rules of the kingdom. And one of the first rules of the kingdom of God is that it needs to be sought first in your life. Let's, let's just get that down. We're talking about kingdom principles. Even the Ten Commandments, when Moses went up on the mountain. There was a first commandment. Out of all the 613 rules, it won't just 10. Moses came back down with about 613 rules, commands, and statutes for the people. There was a first one. There's a understanding the kingdom of God. There's a, the first thing that we need to understand about the kingdom is that it needs to be sought or seeked first. Now, Say, Apostle, why are you coming off like that right there? Because, see, if you don't get that straight, you're messing up, you messing up on everything else. If you haven't gotten first, just like, you know, somebody asked Jesus on one occasion, said, of all the laws, which one is most important? Jesus came back and said, look, love the Lord thy God with what? All your heart, all your strength, all your soul, and all your mind. All your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Heart, soul, strength, and mind. And then he said, and love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the laws and the prophets. Well, if you don't get loving God with everything in you, heart, soul, strength, and mind is symbolic of loving God with every aspect, every fiber of your being, then you're messing up in everything else in life. You're messing up as a father. You're messing up as a, as a, as a son. You're messing up as a mother. You're messing up as a daughter. You're messing up as a husband. You're messing up as a... If you don't get that, that's off the top. Then you're messing up everywhere else. Now, when you start talking about operating and moving in the kingdom of God, the first thing we got to understand is that the kingdom must be first. Got to look after, seek. When you start talking about seeking, Bible says, seek and you shall find it. You're looking for, you're looking for, you, you're looking, looking for, looking at, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So if you out there understand my voice and the kingdom of God is not the first thing in your mind, listen, you're messing all up with God off the start, off the start with. You're messing up. You're just making a lot of, you're making mistakes because now if you haven't got the kingdom of God in its proper place, then everything else will be out of place. Everything else will be out of place in your life. Seek ye first. Seek first his kingdom. But what are we talking about when we're talking about seeking first his kingdom? We're talking about seeking how does God want and do things. How does God want and do things? God wants that to govern our mind, govern our, direct our, our path. How does God want? 
How does God want a man to be? How does God, how was God as a man? How does God want a church to be? How was the church that God set up? How does God want and how does God do? Seek first. Seek first. Because, see, now, if we're not using God's will, God's word, God's way as a template, now we're putting together, we're putting together stuff out of our own imagination. We're not using God's template for the church. Then the question becomes, where did, and we're putting together a church. Where did you get that design from? I shared with you all many years ago. The Lord asked me, so Robert, where is it in my word that what? Sunday is the day for worship. God said, well, just where? Where's, where's that? I was like, Lord, I was coming. I was almost like, come on, Lord, everybody know that Sunday is the day for worship. The Lord was like, where, where did I say that? I'm flipping through the scripture. I saw where things were done on Sunday. Certain things were done as far as the offering, but I didn't. It didn't just say that. All right, now Sunday's going to be the day for worship. This way, it didn't say that. It said certain things were done on Sunday, but when you go back to Acts chapter two, verse forty-six, Acts chapter four, verse thirty-two through thirty-six, those saints, those early saints, they met every day. Every. Day and Bible talks about how there was much grace upon them. See, 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 much grace is God's unmerited favor. There are some of you out there. I don't want to give no names because you know who you are. I don't want to try to call you out. But there, God has opened up blessings for you that you couldn't have got your hand on prior to your submitting to everyday worship. I don't want to give out no name because you know who you are. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost is it. God, God said, Robert, tell them what I did is I opened up some blessings for them because they started worshiping like I wanted them to worship. When you listen out there on the sound of my voice, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're into. When you start worshiping, just worship. We ain't even gone all. We ain't even gone all into a whole lot of deep stuff. You just made the decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give God. Some of every day, not just some of my Sunday, not just some of my Wednesday night Bible study, not just some of my first and third Sunday. I'm going to give God some of my every day. God said there's some blessings for that right there. God said there's some, there's some grace. The Bible says that much grace was poured out on these early saints because what that was one of the reasons why. Now, what is grace? It's God's unmerited favor. God be sitting back saying, yeah, I know you don't deserve that job. But I'm going to touch somebody's heart, and you're going to get it anyway. God be saying, hey, look, I know you don't deserve that promotion, but because uh, you're doing some things that please me, I'm going to touch some hearts, so you're going to get it anyway. Grace. Much grace. So, so you say, Apostle, what you're trying to get us to understand? Child of God, some of you all out there are frustrated with life. You're frustrated with marriage. You're frustrated with your job situation. You're frustrated with your, 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 your because you, you haven't had God's grace yet. You ain't got enough of God's grace on it. God's grace make life worth living. Come on, somebody. What? God's grace. God's grace make life real, real sweet life. Yeah. One of the saints went out last night and uh, got me a roast beef sandwich. Got some roast beef sandwiches. Now, I like a lot of mayonnaise on a roast beef sandwich. I'm not saying roast beef sandwiches is bad without mayonnaise, but to me, when they get a lot of mayonnaise on it, goodness gracious, 
boy, you got you a sandwich then. I mean that to me that just that just takes it over the top. Some of you all like ketchup. Some of you all like uh vinegar, whatever it is, but understand that there are certain foods that if it won't for a certain topping, it wouldn't be as wouldn't be as good. Well see, you know, this is why you need grace. You need much grace. Because life can be terrible without a, 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 a topping of God's grace. You say, Apostle, what you what you're preaching for now? What you I'm trying to I'm trying to connect you. I want to I'm going to try to put you in a position where you can experience much grace. Like the early saints. That's why the that's why the early saints were gathering around these apostles on a daily basis, listening to their to their teaching. That was one of the first things the early saints did. There was, you know, the Bible says every day they continued to meet together in a temple course. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayer. I mean, they were sitting right up under these apostles, these men that had a super, they had a supernatural meeting with the Creator. It won't normal. That's normally one of the criteria to be an apostle. Their, their conversion won't normal. Their, their interactions with God, it won't a normal kind of thing. And the people were just sitting up under these apostles, and they were hearing these teachings, hearing these words of God, implementing them in their life, and they were seeing, they were seeing the fruit. They were seeing the fruit. I've shared this with you all many times. If you've sitting here and been listening to this broadcast and, been, and you ain't seen some grace, some, you ain't seen some, some, some blessings, you ain't seen some substantial changes that take place in your life, stop. Please stop. I'm wasting your time. You're wasting mine. Just stop. Go somewhere else. Do something else. Find somebody else. But if you have, if you, and I, you know, I know because I don't hear some testimonies of some, some of you are. I know you have. I know you have. Then, then now the next thing is, well, if, if, if you know, uh, if I've been doing it at this level and I've seen God bless me much more, well, then why don't I try to take that thing up and watch God bless me? See, see you know, we, we be doing in the kingdom, we be doing in the kingdom uh, for God. We're doing in the kingdom for others. But then we're doing in the kingdom for us. We're doing. Yeah, we're doing in the kingdom. God, because God wants certain things done. But when you do what God wants you to do, God is going to be pleased. Some other people are going to be pleased. And at the end of the day, you too gonna be pleased. Now let me show you. Now that's 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 how God. That's the order that God wants us to have as children of God. The Scripture talks about us esteeming others above our above ourselves. First for God, then we try to you know bless others, and then you know we end up with blessings as a result of being lined up with the order of God. Well, let me tell you how 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 the flesh, the order of the flesh, the order of the flesh is me first. Uh, 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 self-preservation is the first law of nature. Well, see, then that let me know you might not have no better sense than a wolf or or, or some some lower animal, a tiger or something. You you run around thinking that it's dog eat dog society? No, no, uh, children of God, we shouldn't be talking that kind of nonsense. It's not a dog eat dog. Mm-mm. 
You know, I ain't even trying to eat no dog. You know, we operate and we move by kingdom principles. David said it like this. He said, I was young. Come on, somebody. And now I am old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Kingdom. We, we, we operate according to kingdom principles, and God is going to bless us. That's just it. You want to be blessed, operate in the kingdom principles. You want to be saved, operate in accordance to kingdom principles. You want to maintain salvation. You want to maintain blessing. You want to maintain favor with God, operate in according to kingdom principles. First thing in the kingdom, first thing you need to understand about the kingdom is that the kingdom must be first. The kingdom, the kingdom must be first. See, see, that's why God be telling us, consider the ant. Consider the ant. You know, a little bitty creature. God said, I made them too. And God said, I made them with a way of thinking and a way of reasoning. That sometimes you all who have been created in my image and in my likeness, sometimes you don't have. Ant don't be thinking. How many times you see an ant just doing his own thing? Ant just, you know, find a piece of meat, find a piece of food, and he just park himself right there and just start eating till he about to bust. Nuh-uh. Ant find something? First move is let's get this information to the hive. Let's get this piece of meat, this piece of sustenance to the hive. Ant's thinking is hive first. God said, consider the ant. What is he trying to get us to understand as supposedly intelligent beings? If you out there and ain't got sense enough to realize that the kingdom of God come first, you ain't really into, you ain't got better sense than an ant. Ant be like, look, oh man, I don't found this piece of meat out here. Now, do I just start eating till I'm full and forget about the hive, forget about the, the kingdom, or do I go back, leave a trail? you know, pheromone trail or whatever they do so that we can find our way back to communicate at the hive. And look, we got to go get this piece of meat and bring it back to the hive. Because what an ant understands is that without the hive, I won't survive. Mm, I didn't know that was going to rhyme like that. Ain't trying to be no, do no rhyming up here. Ain't trying to bust no rhyme up here. Without the hive, an ant understand I won't survive. Some of y'all I done sound my voice, you just tricked enough by the adversary to think that without the kingdom of God, you're going to still make it. That's the, you deceived. You tricked. Ant said, let me get it back. Ant said, look, so goes the hive, so goes me. Because as the hive is blessed and I'm a part of the hive, I'm going to be blessed. Some of you all out there, you got it. Oh, man, some of you all out there, you got it. You understand that as I bless the kingdom, because I'm a part of the kingdom, I'm going to be blessed. How I'm not going to be blessed? Okay, let me get this straight. Now, I'm part of the church. Church going to Canada. Well, where exactly do I think I'm going? I'm a part of the church. Church going to Alaska. Well, where in the world do I think I'm going? If the church, if I see to it that the church, the ministry, the work of God is blessed and I'm a part 
any blessings that's in that's going on in the church, I'm a part of that. And said the hive, the hive. Let me make sure the hive is blessed because I'm a part of the hive. So when blessings come to the hive, because I'm a part of the hive, I got to be blessed. I got to be. I'm a part of the hive. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. Let me make sure that the kingdom get his, get theirs, rather. Let me make, hey, look, whatever else is going on, let me make sure the kingdom, because, see, God is looking at how do you treat the kingdom? Is the kingdom the first thing you're thinking about when you get your check? Is the kingdom the first thing you think about when you get your blessing? Is the kingdom or is the kingdom the last thing? Kingdom first. If you ain't got kingdom first, then see now, now the kingdom won't have you first on its mind. Kingdom first. Kingdom first. Get up in the morning. It's your first thought. Oh man, I gotta get to work. Man, I gotta, you know, I gotta give me something to eat. Man, I gotta. Or it's your first thought. God. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. First thing ought to come out of your mouth, your eyes come open to see another day. Let me get this straight. You didn't, Lord, I didn't wake up in hell. I could have opened my eyes and seen people stuck to the wall, burning and hollering and screaming. For oh, You mean to tell me you don't open my eyes up for another day in life? Thank you, Jesus. Wait a minute, Lord, you mean to tell me I can stand up again? There have been some days I couldn't even hardly stand up. I've been, you know, back pain or I can, I can walk again? Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you mean to tell me I can talk again? Well, then thank you. Let me give you some praise then. Thank you, Jesus. Kingdom first. Say, Apostle, what you driving at? I'm trying to get you into a way of thinking out there under the sound of my voice, into a way of reasoning, keeping God right there at first, first, first. And what God will do when he first, first, first is he will walk you, usher you, step you right on into abundant life, step you right on into your blessing. God said there's some things that I have done for some of y'all out there that if you hadn't put me first, I would not have never done it for you. God said, I would have let you keep right on struggling with poverty. I would have let you keep right on struggling with lack. I would have let you keep right on struggling with going with that. God said, I would have let you keep right on. God said, when you get me in my proper place, which is first in your life, start worshiping me like I want to be worshiped in spirit and in truth. You start giving to my kingdom like I want you to. God said, and then now I got some stuff that you didn't even know nothing about. Come on now, how many times we talk about the prodigal son? It won't till that prodigal son came to his senses and came back home. He found out the father had a ring in the house for him all the while. He didn't know nothing about it. Father had a robe in the house for him. He didn't know nothing about. Father had a fatted calf for him in the house that he didn't know nothing about while he was out there acting crazy. Father just looking. Looking from afar, but looking. When he came to his senses, when he came back and got back in his proper place, with his proper attitude, the father brought out all kind of blessings for him. Let's look at that. Had that for you all the time. But when you're acting like a fool, I couldn't give it to you. If I gave you this calf before you before you left, you'd probably try to take it too. <laughs> if I gave you this ring before you came to your senses and came back home, you'd probably took it out there and sold it. 
Somebody gave you this fine, this fine robe, this fine, and before you came to your senses, you would have done something crazy with it just as sure. God said, there's some blessings I got for you in the house. God said, Robert, tell my people I got some blessings in the house. I got some blessings in the kingdom. But God said, I want to see you do some things first. Uh-huh. God said, I want to see you do some things first. See, many of us want to see God do some things first. God said, ain't I done enough? God said, I woke you up today. How about that one? God said, I gave you the ability to go and work on that job. How about that one? God said, I'm the one that's sitting to it that, that there's some food on your table. How about that one? Big investment, big return, child of God, I want to encourage you. You will never go wrong investing in the kingdom of God. Why? You say, Apostle, why is that? Because God is looking on that with favor. When you invest with the kingdom, God will supernaturally make sure that you got a plenty. And understand, man, how I ain't going to go hungry. The hive is eating. I'm a part of the hive. But the ant got sense enough to say, look, if the hive dry up, if the hive is not taken care of, I am going to be in trouble because I can't do on my own. Well, what we got to understand as children of God is we can't do without God. You might know some of you think you can. You're just deceived enough by the adversary to think that kind of craziness. You can't do without God. I can't do without God. Tough as we think we are. I know some of us think we're straight out of Compton. I know some of us think, oh, man, we're tough. We can do this. You can't do nothing without God. You couldn't even get up out of the bed if it weren't for God. Tough guy, tough girl, gangster. You're a prankster if you think you can do anything without God. Watch this. God is so awesome, he even gives you and I the power to commit sin. Not that he wants us to, but without God, we wouldn't even be able to commit sin. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, open your mouth and, 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 and uh, blasphemy. God is the one that gives you the power to even be able to open your mouth to speak the crazy blasphemy that God don't like. Without God, God's a robber. Without me, y'all couldn't do nothing. So the first thing we need to understand about the kingdom is we got to to seek it first. Seek ye first. Kingdom of God and all his righteousness. All right, so... Understand that the kingdom has a right way and a wrong way of doing stuff. Now, if you constantly, if you and I are constantly doing things the wrong way in the kingdom, we're not going to end up with the blessings of the kingdom. In order to get to the blessings of the kingdom, the righteousness or the right way of doing things in the kingdom must be exercised. All right. I think back to being a, a, a... coaching junior varsity team. And I remember one particular young man, young white player, you know, played basketball for me. He was a tough kid. His mother worked at the school. He was a tough kid. You know, I liked him from day one. Kind of stocky built. Ended up being fullback for me on the football team as well. Came in to the gym, 
tough defender, hard nose, dive across the floor. I was like, man, I like this cat right here, tough kid. You know, in fact, I had two white kids on my on the junior varsity team. The other one ended up playing football at Duke University. Came in the ninth grade, six two, two hundred forty five pounds. Everybody knew he was a football player. I told him, I said, son, I said, uh, Chris, okay, man. In fact, both of these young men were named Chris. I went to the, the big Chris, the first Chris. I said, look, man, come on out for the JV basketball team. He was like, coach, come on, man. You know I can't play no basketball. So look, baby, <laughs> I'll teach you the game. But what I can't teach is that two, six foot two, 245 pounds. I can't teach that. Coach, I said, it's going to help you, man. I'm going to teach you footwork, keep you in shape, have you lifting weights. He said, all right. Didn't he hardly have a uniform to fit him? I had to get some, you know, uniform all tight. He swole all up with muscle. I said, baby, look, all I need out of you is rebounds. Oh. And anybody try to come into the lane, some of these, you know, these boys in ninth grade, five, six, hundred, twenty-five, thirty-five. If they come into this lane, they got to be sent a message. <laughs> don't do that. No more. All right, coach. I said, look, don't worry about fouls. Don't worry about none of that. They got to be sent a message that whatever you can put you right here in the middle. Whatever they do got to be done around. The perimeters and done where you can't get to them. Because if they come in here in this lane, they're going to have to pay the pipe. All right, coach. I got Hit me. He's standing up looking at me almost right in my face in the ninth grade. Well, the other Chris, let me go back to this one. The other Chris, you know, come in. He's tough. He wasn't as big as the big Chris I'm referring to, but he was tough. Both of them named Chris. Only two white, white, young white men I had on the team. You know, they're both tough. They were both strong. You know, I mean, you know, team full of black guys. These cats didn't care nothing about that stuff. They were both, you know, we called them the Bruise Brothers, both of them. But the first Chris, the other Chris, you know, he was a guard. He was a little smaller. He was stocky built, strong, tough and everything. But he, he shot the ball with a very awkward, awkward shooting style. Very awkward. So he kind of focused in on just being a, a tough defensive player and, you know, that type of thing. But I was like, man, you know, I saw the potential in him to be a shooter. So we broke him down and showed him the proper technique for shooting. And I would make him do it 100 times so along with the rest of the team on the wall every single day before practice with proper technique. We call it the one, two, three. We make sure the elbow was pointed. In. So that whole, all that old shooting form that he had where he was missing and shooting bricks and shooting it all over the basket, got rid of that and broke him down and showed him how to shoot with the proper technique. You say, Pastor, what, what you talking about? I'm talking about getting to you. I'm talking about getting the blessings in the kingdom now. See? Now, he had the passion. He had the zeal. He had everything, but his technique was messed up. And so when he shot up, when he shot, you know, shot a ball, you didn't know where it was gonna go. You didn't. And, and, but once he, he 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 forgot all that old crazy shooting form, and he developed a perf, almost a picture perfect shooting form. It was real, real quiet, real, real tough. He wouldn't say much, but would fight right now. <laughs> I mean, and would, was a warrior. I remember these these two little fellas, two little fellas. But he broke his shot down, children of God. And Develop almost a picture-perfect shooting form. With all the other stuff he had going, he was tough, he was fast, he was strong. You know, he was a respectable young man. Everything was yes, sir, no, sir. I can't even remember a conversation with him. He didn't say much of nothing, you know. 
He just, whatever you asked him to do, that's basically what he did. Football, basketball, was great, one of the great athletes that we had. Well, make a long story short. Once he got his technique down, you know, he played on a championship team we had. Team ended up going like 17 wins, two losses. He jumped out there one time after he had got this thing and started firing three-pointers with this new picture-perfect shooting technique. And children of God, this young man ended up dropping, I think, about 25 points in the first half. Just launching. Everybody was, oh, people running out the gym. Oh, because everybody, a lot of people remembered how crazy his shot used to be, but with the proper technique. You say, Apostle, what are you talking about? Now you're teaching basketball or you're teaching the word? A little bit of both. Because what I want you to understand, child of God, is that with the proper technique, whatever it is you're trying to get to in the kingdom, there's a proper technique. And the word of God will, as you implement and as you uh, apply the word of God, it, the word of God will help your technique be right so that you can get to the desired blessing. Oh, man, people running out of the gym, he's just launching unconsciously with a change in technique. You say, Pastor, what you're saying to me? Now, I've been listening to you, but I'm saying to somebody under the sound of my voice, change your technique a little bit. There's some techniques. There's some techniques. little adjustment in your technique, you'd be amazed at what God will do. In other words, start giving right. Some of you understand my voice, start talking right. Some of you understand my voice, start preaching right. See, this Chris, now we're going back to Chris. Now I'm going back to Chris. What I had to do, I had to, I mean, what, I don't know, I didn't know what kind of shot that was he, he had when he came in there. And it didn't really matter too much. And that's what God be saying to us a lot of times. God be saying, look, that craziness you come into the kingdom with, God said, that really don't matter too much to me. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw all of that out and I'm going to show you how to do it the, the right way. I can't even hardly remember how he used to, to shoot. It was so crazy. Only thing I know is there's a proper way to shoot him. And once I showed him that and made him do it over and over and over, people that are great, they do things the right way over and over and over. And you want to be great. Some of you all out there on the side of my voice, you want to be great, whatever it is. Do it the right way and do it over and 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 over again. You want to remember scripture. Remember it? And then keep saying it over and over and over and over and over and over again. How do you learn your information for your, your, your in, in, in the university and come? Learn it. Get the right answer. Learn the date or what went on. And then in your mind, over and over and over and over and over and over. Seek first the kingdom of God. How, apostle? Over and over and over and over and over. Seeking his righteousness, how, apostle? Over and over and over and over and over and over. And then look what God says as a result. And all these things, all these things, what? All kind of blessings, all kind of blessings will be given to you, will be added to you. Look at the things. Now, you go back, man, I mean, you got all kind of, you got all kind of things. In, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, on down to uh, uh, verse 34. 
Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Some of you all understand my voice. You worry. Why? Because you ain't seeking the kingdom first. When you seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, God will eliminate a whole lot of worry in your life. I had a major disagreement with my chiropractor when I injured my back. Major disagreement. You know, I was like, you know, doctor, why did I, how did I injure my back like this? You know, I wanted to know what had happened because I hadn't done anything. All I'd done was 30, 40 push-ups, 40 sit-ups, went to the restroom, my back went out. You know, back slipped out, fell right out in the ground, you know. And uh, I went to see my chiropractor and was trying to figure out, well, what what happened? He said, ah, pastor, it must must be, uh, you know, sometimes it be like stress in your life. I said, doc, I said, I ain't worried about nothing, man. Huh? You got to be worried. You got to be worried. I said, doc, I ain't worried about nothing, man. Sometimes it's unconscious. I was like, man, I still don't agree. I don't still don't agree. All right? But when we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, worry can be eliminated. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry. Look at that. Jesus said, don't worry about life. Don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. God said, look, I can fix it up so you don't be worried about that. That kind of stuff. Some of you all understand my voice, man. You're worried about life. God never intended for you and I to be worried about life. Don't worry. Don't worry. Man, you know, we ain't, we, ain't got to, we ain't got to do like the world do. We ain't got to do like the world do, children of God. That's why it be a lot of time why you be worried, because you want to do like the world do. You want to do like you see in the world do. God be like, look, I got a whole other path for my children. I got a whole other path for my people. Don't worry. What are you worried about? Oh, man, I ain't got no job. Yeah, God, the kingdom got you. Stay focused on the kingdom. You're going to have one. Oh, man, ain't got no wife. Oh, man, ain't got no children. Oh, man, ain't got... Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. The kingdom got the kingdom got everything. The kingdom got everything you need. And at the appointed time, God's going to usher you. You just keep doing right. You can't. And God's going to usher you right on into your blessing. One, one great man of God uh, told me that he had been... You know, he started out listening to the broadcast. He said he had been there to then a particular job he had been looking for for about 14 years. 14 years? Couldn't get it. Couldn't get it. You know? Began to to alter his technique a little bit. Boom. Got the job. Right today. One of the greatest supporters of the ministry. Right today. Okay, the kingdom got you. The wisdom you need, child of God, is in the kingdom. How to alter your technique to get what God got for you? It's in the kingdom. You get your lesson. You're not gonna go wrong. Seeking first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. But what what will happen as you seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness? You will walk right into your blessing. You won't. Even, you won't. Even, you just walk right into it. You'll be just be walking with the kingdom, walking in the kingdom, doing it. And all of a sudden, bing! At the appointed time, you'll run right into it. Oh, well, children of God, we got saints around here. Job told them they needed a degree to get a certain position. I said, apply for it. Saints apply for it without no degree, without no four-year degree. They're like, you can't get this position without no four-year degree. I said, apply for it. <laughs> apply for it. The saints get the position without no four-year degree. Yeah, ain't nobody thinking about that stuff, man. Grace and God's grace and God's favor ain't always fair. That's why it's grace. It's unmerited favor. It's stuff that you don't even deserve. God said, I'm going to give it to you anyway. 
because you're pleasing me, because you're doing like I'm asking. God said, you ain't got to be worried about your life. You ain't got to be worried about what you're going to eat. You ain't got to worry about what you're going to do. The kingdom, children of God. See, some of us want to depend on the government. Uh-uh. God said, depend on the kingdom. Depend on the kingdom. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about your body, what you're going to wear. Is not life more important than food? The body more important than clothes? God said, look at the birds of the air. God be saying, look, I told you in one place, look at ants. Now I'm telling you, look at birds. Look at stuff now. Look at stuff I done made. Look at the birds of the air. They not sowing. They not reaping. They not stowing away in barn. God said, Robert, when have you ever seen a bird got a bank account? Uh-oh. When you ever seen, God said, Robert, when you ever seen a bird with a, with a savings account? When you ever seen a bird with a, with a 401K? When you ever seen a bird with a retirement account? Some of us, man, I got to make sure I got enough in my retirement. Man, I got to make sure I got enough days so I can retire. Man, God said, when you ever seen a bird with a retirement account? God said, look at stuff I done made. When you ever seen a bird with a four-year degree? When you ever seen a bird with a master's degree? When you ever seen a bird? Bird, look at the bird. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store away in barns. But God says, look, and yet your heavenly father. God said, I ain't a bird's father. <laughs> I'm a bird's creator. God said, I didn't create birds, ants in my image and in my likeness. God said, I created you, my people, in my image and in my likeness. God said, I'm your heavenly father. I'm their creator. And God said, I got them. So what make you think, huh? I ain't got you. I don't have you. God says, are you not much more valuable than they? <laughs> then God said, besides all that now, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? God said, I know we ain't going to die, Robert Brown. I read this years ago. The Lord was like, Robert, I know exactly how many breaths you're going to take in this life. I was like, Lord, why you say something like that to me? And Lord, like I'm just saying. God said, Robert, you ain't going beyond and you ain't going below. I know exactly the day the hour, the minute, the second, when you going away from here. And you too, under the sound of my voice. God already know. He know everything. If he didn't know, then that would mean he did something he don't know. So ain't no need to be in worry. Well, I mean, I ain't talking about being crazy neither, but ain't no need to be in worry. God know how you're going to die. God know what you're going to die of. God know the day, the hour, the minute, the second. God knows exactly what's going, what's going to kill you if you got to die. So I don't need to worry. God said, why are you worried about clothes? See the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. When you ever seen a lily of the field worried about whether he had on some Tommy Hilfiger slacks? When you ever seen a lily of the field worried rather he had on worried that he had on some Air Jordans? Jesus said, look, yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was not dressed like one of these. Now, God come back and say, now, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you? God said, I'm the one clothing you. Yeah, I know you think you went down to the Tangier outlet. I'm God said, I'm the one clothing you. 
Will he, what? What the Bible say? Will he not much more clothe you? How many times, children of God, have you had to run naked? How many times? You just I ain't got nothing. Some of y'all like that. I ain't got nothing to wear to church. You standing there with some clothes on right then. Oh, God said, look, the problem is not all this stuff. And whether you have all this stuff or what, the, the problem is right here. Oh, you of little faith. Say, Paul, what you're trying to get us to understand. Your problem, my problem, it'd be our faith. Don't be like it's supposed to be. Our trust in God, don't be like it's supposed to be. That's what worry really is. What worry really is, in case some of you all don't know, it's you and I, and that's what I'm saying, Lord, I don't believe you got this. I don't believe you got this situation here. I don't believe you can handle this situation. I don't believe you can heal this sickness. I don't believe you can, you can pay this bill. I don't believe you can get me out of this trouble. What you're really saying, God, say, when you worry, is you're saying you don't believe I got things. See, some of you think, God say, some of you think that I'm like you. Some of, some of us be thinking that God is like us. We know we, to know a lot of us, we know we ain't doing what we're supposed to do, so we think God ain't going to do like he's supposed to do. That's because you, you're trying to apply your flaws, your, your shortcomings your, to God. You know that you ain't got God first on your mind, first on your plate, so you think God ain't got you first on his. You know you got a whole lot of other stuff that'll claim your attention over God, so you're thinking that God got a whole lot of other stuff that's claiming his attention over you. That, that's why, that's what worry, that's where we be at with worry. God say your problem is your little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Now, how do we combat little faith? One thing Jesus says, he said, do not worry. Don't worry. You know, where you combat faith is get some faith. Start trusting God. Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Pagans run after all these things. Folks that don't even know God, folks that don't even believe God, they running after the same stuff. Now, if we running after the same stuff that pagans is running after, how are you going to tell God? So how much is the difference between my children and the children of the devil? All y'all running. All y'all running after the same stuff. God said, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you to do, Robert, and I'm going to tell my people and my children I'm going to tell them, don't run after the stuff. I'm going to tell them, run after me. See, if, if the pagans, you know, man, folk don't even believe in God. They're trying to get something to eat. They're trying to get some clothes on. They're trying to get a place to stay. They're, trying to, they're running after all of this stuff. They're running after all this stuff. God said, look, I'm going to tell my children to go at this thing from a little different angle. I'm going to tell my children, instead of running after money, running after stuff, running after, to running after God. And see if at the end of the day, 
if we don't end up with the stuff. God says, I'm going to tell you, run out, seek first the kingdom. Seek first my righteousness. God said, I'm going to give you the stuff. Some of us running just as hard after the stuff in the world as the world is. Can't even hardly tell us different as children of God from the world. Because we running after stuff right crazy. God's absolutely wrong. Wrong. Run after the kingdom. See, ye first the kingdom. God said you run after the kingdom. I'll give you the stuff. You seek the kingdom. God said, I'll give you the stuff. How many times, children of God, some of you Christians, some of the saints act like I shouldn't even have to say this to y'all. You know? Stuff that the world run after, pay $100 for, children of God run after the kingdom and get it for how much? World running after it and got to pay $100. World, if they after the world, if they making $10 an hour, that's 10 hours to get that right there for $100. Running after the kingdom and God just happened to have us in the right place, just happened to have us in, and get the same thing for $5. Kingdom first. I don't care what nobody say. Kingdom first. Stuff second. If you thinking stuff First, you already messed up, no matter where you put the kingdom. When you get, because God said, look, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and mammon or material possessions. So if you're thinking stuff first, ain't no way in the world you're going you're gonna to roll proper in the kingdom. No way. Because wherever you try to put the kingdom after stuff, it's going to be the wrong place. Because the kingdom must be what? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you today for this anointed message that you have shared with your servants, with your people. We trust, Father, that your word will not come back to you void, but like the rains of heaven that come down and water the earth, do everything they were purposed and accomplished to do before they return to the heavens, so your eternal word will do in the hearts and minds of your people. Pray, Father, that you will forgive us for any stuff-first attitude that we have uh, grievously been deceived by. We ask, Heavenly Father, that uh, as your people in the four corners of the earth hear these words, may each of us commit ourselves more to our kingdom of God-first mentality, that you will fulfill your promise. As we seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, you've promised that all of these things shall be added unto us. We give you the glory, Father, today, the honor and the praise, trusting that you are going to do these things for us. Yes, your little children. Thank you, Father, for hiding these truths from the wise and learned, but revealing them to us, your little children. You are awesome in this place, and we reverence you. We laud and magnify your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Three good questions here for the saints, for the people. Um,
what's the first important rule of the kingdom of God? What's the first important rule of the kingdom of God? Number two, what is God saying to us by looking at birds and ants and lilies of the field? What is God saying to us by just little simple stuff? Birds and what? Ants and lilies of the field. And number three, what is worry? really saying to God what is worry when we worry what are we really saying to God amen and amen the Lord bless you children of God and we will see you all later on today the Lord willing in Jesus mighty name Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.